Hey, I'm Jody, And I'm Anna. Welcome to Let's Be Real Podcast. Where we talk about why our stories matter and how Jesus is for us. We believe that God created us for a purpose, which gives meaning to everything that we go through. When we share our stories, we can bring hope and help to others. We hope you'll join us. Hey guys, welcome to Let's Be Real. My name's Anna. And I'm Jody. We're very glad to have you here today. We're excited to have Amy Hudak here today, and we're talking about discovering purpose. Mm-hmm. But welcome, Amy. Thank yeah, you. It's great for, to be here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so like I just said, we're talking about discovering purpose in these episodes, and so we want to hear a little bit about your story. But first, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Um, well, as you said, my name is Amy Hudak. <laughs> um, I grew up in New Jersey. Um, But uh, after going to school in Connecticut and then living in Minnesota and back to Connecticut, we landed in Texas about 17 years ago. Um, Been married for 27 years and have two adult children, one who's married herself. And I say I have two and a half grandkids (laughs) because one's still cooking, but she's due in October. Oh, very nice. That's exciting. Yeah, Yeah. it's awesome. It's very, very Now, how did you and your husband meet? We actually met at church. Did you? Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, both of us um, came out of divorce in our past. So that's actually part of my story. Um, but um, we met at church and uh, his, his cousin introduced us. He actually always says he heard me before he saw me because I was singing. <laughs> and he was looking down at the floor getting something. And he heard me start to sing and he popped his head up. And then he told his cousin he really wanted to meet me. And she... She played matchmaker. Yeah. I didn't know her either, but that is how we met and oh, just wow. really clicked and it was awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty cool. If you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Amy yet, I'm sure you would at least recognize her because yeah. you'll constantly see her singing for us <laughs> on stage, worshiping on Sunday morning. And you yeah. do a fantastic job oh, with that. Thank you. Praise God. That's all him. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. What else do you do here at Cross Point? Um, so I also lead uh, one of the women's Bible studies, the Tuesday night one, okay. um, and I've been involved in Embrace Grace um, in co-leading with Vanessa. And what is that if someone's never heard of it? So Embrace Grace is a class for women in or girls in crisis pregnancy, mm-hmm. and um, it's to help them, mentor them, encourage and strengthen them so that they can um, see that pregnancy through to fruition, whether they decide to give their child up for adoption or keep it. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way, it's just truly a support system to help them through that process. That's awesome. Yeah. And what made you want to get involved with with that? I mean, worship probably is something that you just do for... Yeah, I mean, singing, I've been singing since I was four. I grew yeah. up in a house that was very musical, and so worship just came naturally because I also grew up in church. Right. Um, and so the two just melded perfectly, yeah. and yeah. that is, that's something I've done for a very long time that is, is one of my first loves, because yeah. music is my first love. Yeah. Um, but getting involved in Embrace Grace, actually, that's part of how I came to Crosspoint, um, uh-huh. interestingly enough. Um so back it up a little bit to pandemic time. My husband and I were previously um, at Grace, and my husband had been starting to feel like God was really telling him we needed to be at a church in the city in which we lived so that we could serve our community better, mm-hmm. more effectively. And so we had been praying over that, but you know nobody was going anywhere during pandemic anyway. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But during that, as we prayed through it, um, 
eventually I started looking at Pearland churches, came across Crosspoint, um, really intrigued by the church itself, and we started listening to the services and watching them through, I think, YouTube mm. um, on Sundays, and um, loved Pastor Tom, and the way he preached, his messages really resonated, um, and that just was, we thought we were going to end up here. Sure enough, I'm part of the chamber with the business that I'm in. Okay. And which so, is, I'm sorry, which is what? A proactive physical therapy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, and um, I saw a ribbon cutting ceremony for the Fostering Hope closet oh. and said, oh, I'm going to go to that because it'll be the first time I'll actually get to see you yeah. know, the church. Yeah. And at this ribbon cutting, it was just a divine appointment. Allison Pollard was there. The two of us got chatting and she was like, oh my gosh, I just heard your name. I was just at a banquet for the Beltway 8 Crisis Pregnancy Center, oh. and we're starting this class for called Embrace Grace. Would you have any interest? I'm like, I would totally have interest. And <laughs> God just used that to confirm that this was exactly yeah. where he wanted us to be. That's <laughs> so, amazing. That, that gives me goosebumps. Because yeah. I was going to say, Embrace Grace is a very new ministry yeah. here at Crosspoint. So for you to be involved in it is amazing, but I was like, How'd you get connected to that if it just started? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, they were just getting ready. So literally within a week or two, she connected me with Vanessa and and we hit the ground running and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. So... And y'all have done um, at least two sessions now, right? Yes. Um, I did not have a lot to do with the last one because she did it entirely via Zoom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we didn't actually have the in-person meetings, and it was on a night that I was already doing women's Bible study, so oh, I couldn't yeah. join the Zoom classes. But I was involved in the final ceremonies that we oh, do because yeah. we throw a shower and have a like a, a day of pampering for the gals, and it, that I got to be involved with all of that and share my testimony, actually, at that so it was amazing that's awesome that's very cool i love how god kind of weaves us our stories with other people and how he directs our path that way yeah okay so looking back at your story you you and your family were you've been in texas for a long time you've been at grace church for a long time you're settled and then your husband starts feeling this nudge of Man, I think we need to leave. Was that a weird experience? Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't the first time. So when we first moved here, we actually went to Lakewood for 10 years. And then I was involved in the worship team there. We were prayer partners. We were doing everything. And God really started prompting both of us, just putting that unrest. Yeah. Um, anytime we're looking at big changes like that, same thing with Grace. I was, you know, I was a missions leader and I was singing on worship team and I'm like, I like what I'm doing. I don't <laughs> want to go anywhere. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, God often, my husband often gets those nudges before me, which is appropriate. I mean, yeah. he's the head of our household. I get that. And then he'll speak it to me. And at first, I just want to go, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but then as I'm, you know, I have to prayerfully consider those things. And as we prayed through it, um, and really that was it. It was, it was spending time in prayer and in God's word and asking him, God, you got to show me what your will is here. Yeah. What do you want? Because what you want is more important than what I want And that's the hardest thing to say when you know what you want is so specific and very well could be exactly what he pulls away. And he did in that case. You know, he before he actually called us here, um, it was several months prior that I really felt the prompting from God during my prayer time and quiet time as I had been praying over all of it that he said, I want you to step down from every ministry you're in right now. You're going to step down. You're going to take a season 
of rest Mm -hmm. and you are going to be alone with me. And I went, I mean, I'm crying even talking about it because I literally mourned that. Yeah. Knowing I was doing the right thing, I mourned yeah. it for like a day and a half. And I, it wasn't that I was fighting God in it, but I was like, wow, this makes me really sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but stepping down also gave me the time in that quiet time with him in a season of rest that, that I could trust him that whatever mm-hmm. he was going to give me when the time was right was going to be so worth it. And it has been. Um, Coming into Crosspoint and finding us, you know, getting planted in this church has been an amazing journey and one that I've seen little gifts from God all along the way. Embrace Grace, that's something that I had, a ministry that I had dreamt of being a part of for Mm. years. I can't Mm. even say, and I've never had something concrete like that to be able to do in really ministering to women in crisis pregnancy. Um, and so that was that was my first, I mean, I literally went home to my husband that day after meeting Allison and went, babe, listen to this. And he yeah. was like, wow. He goes, yeah, that's just so God. And I'm like, it is, I'm so excited. What a loving God to know what was coming in your future. And even though you didn't understand it, was giving you time to prepare you for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And and it always does amaze me. I mean, you know, um, one of my favorite verses um, is is in Isaiah when it says, so, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. Mm -hmm. Because so often I find that the things that I'm thinking or the direction I think I'm going is he'll just completely whip that around and say something different. And I'm like, poof. And yet I know and I've learned over the years because he's, you know, always been faithful in those times. I've learned to trust it when it makes absolutely no sense to me. And that, like you said, is a perfect example because he was just so gracious to give me that time of rest and not serving in anything to prepare me for stepping into where I was supposed to serve when the time came. And I think it's amazing that you were able to step out in faith, but it's, I feel like sometimes stepping out in faith a lot of times has to do with like your social situation or maybe your job but I don't hear it happening a lot at church because everyone would tell you oh well you just need to be plugged into church and yeah. like, how could God be telling you to rest from church it doesn't tell us to do church but being faithful to that and then being able to reflect and be able to see that God was leading you yeah. to something that you had been dreaming about for yeah. years and years is just so cool yeah it really was it really has been so why have you been dreaming about Embrace Grace? So that has everything to do with my backstory. Um, and you know that um, when I was a teenager, um, I was um, 16 when I first started. I call them my prodigal years. My mom and I both <laughs> call them my prodigal years. Started wandering in my faith, really uncertain. As most 16-year-old girls are, I was incredibly insecure mm-hmm. as well. Um, and so, you know, anything that kind of mm, helped me feel a little bit more accepted was, were places that I just leapt into. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up in a relationship that was with a non-Christian guy, um, ended up trying drinking one time and, uh, well, first time. (laughs) It was the first time. I won't say that was the only time, sadly. Um, but in that, um, ended up that night, um, basically you would these days call it a date rape, but Mm. you know, back then I just figured it was my own fault. Um, Mm. I was, you know, not really 
comprehending what was going on. But the next morning, oh my. And at that point, I was crushed. I had grown up in the church. That was not something that I had ever planned on doing. Um, and it really hit my self-worth hugely. Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like, well, I've ruined everything anyway. What's the use in trying anymore? So stayed in that relationship, um, ended up pregnant that year, um, and was terrified. Um, I found out I was pregnant while I was visiting a friend in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, nobody else was around. I just had my friend. Um, and immediately um, called the guy I'd been dating, and his immediate response was, we'll figure this out, we'll, we'll get it taken care of. And, oh, I battled that so much. And at the same time, as a 16-year-old scared-to-death girl, mm-hmm. I figured that I would not hurt my parents or my family or their reputation or my own. Maybe my life could just pick up and keep going if I just took care of this problem. And so as much as I hated the idea of abortion, I ended up in an abortion clinic and and had the procedure done and was, uh, it ripped my my soul apart. Mm. Um, I just, part of me died that day, the same day the baby did. And I could not go back to life as I knew it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just completely a different person and kind of hardened my heart. Hardened, I I had this wall, a shell around me, ended the relationship with a guy. It just could not go on with any of that. And it just started years of a a cycle of kind of destructive behavior, dating the wrong people. Um, Sadly, I ended up getting pregnant two more times. So I ended up with a total of three abortions before I ever got out of college. And um, each one was just subsequently more and more horrifying to me as far as, but it seemed like this cycle I just couldn't get myself out of. And I just felt worthless, completely Mm. worthless. Um, At the same time on the outside, you wouldn't have known it from looking at me because, you know, as most of us do, you keep everything internal and you try to put on this good show. Mm -hmm. And that was what I did. Um, I got through all my classes. I graduated. I toured with a musical theater company. But God started using all of that as well to really get to my heart because the, the musical theater company I was with was a Christian musical theater company. So we were doing shows based off of biblical truth. Mm. <laughs> Interestingly enough, one of the first parts I played for them was the woman caught in adultery. Oh. <laughs> but every every night God, as I played so that funny. part, I know, it was like, you've got a sense of humor, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but every night, Jesus forgave her and sent her on her way and forgave her and sent her on, you know, and, and told her go and sin no more. And that part started to nudge and break away little pieces of the walls I had around my heart. Um, very long story short, one of the, the shows that really kind of turned things entirely for me was one called Until the Dawn, and um, there was a song sung at the end of it by the main character who finally turns back to God mm-hmm. as he had been running away, much as I had been for mm-hmm. that six-year period of time, and he sings a song called Make Me Again, and oof, I just bawled and bawled and bawled and bawled, <laughs> and I sat there and said, you know, okay, Lord, this is what I need. But he mm-hmm. said, okay, you've got to be honest with mm-hmm. everybody. And I was. Um, I got my whole family together and I told them the whole sordid truth and exposed everything I'd been hiding for six years. And we all had a big cry fest. And I began my journey back to restoring a relationship with God. And mm-hmm. 
him restoring me. Yeah. Um, and through that, you know, ended up in a Bible study that was geared toward um, healing from abortion and mm-hmm. overcoming that in your life. And um, and then got involved in some of the crisis pregnancy centers in Minnesota. That's where I was at okay. the time. Um, but that is why I've always dreamt of this ministry to girls in crisis pregnancy because it's a place I've been. Yeah. It's a place that I've experienced the horrible outcome of when wrong choices are made and the aftermath of that. So something that I always pray my story when I when I tell them, you know, a lot of the details are what it does to your heart, that they will understand it's not the solution you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make everything okay because um, it just doesn't. And mm-hmm. that choosing life is so much more fulfilling, rewarding, um, you know, life-giving, not just to your child, but to you. Yeah. Um, because you know you did the right thing. Even if you don't end up keeping the baby, if you bless a family that's been wanting a child so badly, what better gift is that? That's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to minister to girls in that place, women in that place, is, yeah, that's huge for me. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, yeah thank you. Welcome. Being so brave and vulnerable with us. That's that was really something. The thing I want to touch a little bit about is how in the most devastating part of the things that you've gone through, mm-hmm. how God is using that to bring life to other women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In the same situation. And, but he didn't leave you there. No. And his Go ahead. Yeah, no, and that's one of the most beautiful things yeah. to me is that God doesn't leave us broken even when it feels like we're shattered beyond belief. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Joshua, but Joshua, there's a scene in there um, that uh, Joshua is basically the personification of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a part in there where this priceless little crystal thing gets shattered all over and the woman who owned it thinks, you know, she just loses it. But sure enough, a couple days later, she finds he put it all together in this beautiful way that made something completely new. Mm -hmm. And it's an incredible metaphor, obviously, for what God does with us because he took all those shattered pieces of my life that made no sense anymore to me and he made something completely new out of it Mm -hmm. and said you know hey I've got a purpose in this I do I have a purpose God never you know I I will never say um, that God caused that to happen because I made my own choices and I had to take responsibility for that but God never leaves something we've gone through without it being used for him if we're willing to let him use it for him absolutely and even in your six-year period even if you weren't seeking god Mm -hmm. he was still with you oh yeah and he never stopped looking out for me and i've seen that time and time again um you know it's amazing to me to realize specific moments in time when i realized god was there and protecting me when I was having almost nothing to do with him at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, how, how, that's, but that's the love of God. That's, love that's of God. what he does. Yeah. It and doesn't I, turn away. I think that's so amazing to, 
that point because we think, oh, I'm a Christian and I messed up. God has nothing to do, wants nothing to do with me. Yeah. But if he loved you at your very worst and he never left you, yeah. why would he leave you when you're trying? Right. But you that's know? how we as humans are. We, we and very so, much so we can't, it's it's so hard to comprehend that kind of love. It is love. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's just, it's not how we're wired. And yet I've, I've given up trying to understand it. I've just learned just to accept, accept it. it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think sometimes, too, his love is so big that you're just like, that can't be. Like, it can't be that big that you yeah. just won't let yourself accept or believe yeah. it. And so instead of, you can almost be in denial that he could still love you through all this. It's things. true. But really, it, it does. Well, and especially when you're having such a hard time loving yourself. Yeah. And that's, that's I think, part of the problem. Especially for women who've had abortion, that's a theme I see over and over, is that we hate ourselves for it Mm -hmm. and when you hate yourself it's hard to accept love from anybody else um and so you know that is part of but that's what god wants to get through and and get into your heart and let you understand that you can love yourself again he loves us yeah so much Mm -hmm. that and i think it's always easier to believe the bad and the worst things about ourselves than to believe the good things that god is saying to us there's a quote that i and I can't remember. She's a she's a nun, and her name is super long and hard to say. <laughs> and so I won't I don't won't say it. But her quote is, uh, "Help us to believe everything that um, you say about us, even when it's beautiful." Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. I think I massacred a little bit, but that's the bottom line. Right. That right. you know we we can believe things. Oh yes, you're a sinner. Oh yes, this is. But when God says, I love you, you're the apple of my eye, we have a hard time believing that. Yeah, yeah. it's true. There's part of a, a declaration, um, the end of it, that I wrote inside my, my thankfulness journal. And I often say it in the morning, but the end of it says, in you, I am loved. Mm-hmm. In you, I am safe. In you, I am chosen. Help me believe that with my heart even more so than I do in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the hard part. We can say it, yeah. but really getting it deep in our hearts Absolutely. to believe it is is. Because don't you find that changes how you walk? Yes. It changes how you think. Yeah. It just changes how you enter a room. Before when you are walking in the shame of what you knew you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a different way. There's a different way you walk than when you walk in the freedom of knowing that you are loved by the holy God that mm-hmm. created everything. Yeah. And that his eye is towards you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that just changes everything. When I was in Minnesota and before I went through all the transformation, I literally had grown my hair long and would sit with my head down so it would form like a sheet Sheet. on either side and cover my face. And that was my posture most of the time. It's like I was hiding. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it took a long time to just have the freedom to look up look up and to be okay with being like it's okay i can be seen yeah and yeah am i proud of those years no (laughs) of course not but do i understand now that god still has a purpose for me and still loves me regardless yeah i do and i still have worth in him regardless because we're more than our mistakes absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah and we're we're more than our worst day Yeah, yeah absolutely and let's just touch base for a minute you mentioned it kind of briefly right there but as you were learning to look up again mm-hmm. and let your face be seen and be known, yeah, what did you do when the enemy attacked you? 
Because I know mm-hmm. that he did, because I know he does that for me. Oh, yeah. He's not clever in that way. It's the same thing. Yeah, that it's true. He, he uses he's kind of blatant about yeah. it, actually. He gets me every time. <laughs> I don't know how. We're like, oh, we don't see you coming. You do this every time. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, so how did you fight back when those thoughts of shame wanted to come back on or that worthlessness or yeah. anything that you're able to, you know, stand on the stage again and worship him the way that you do. And that's, yeah, that is such a great question. And, you know, obviously there were good days and there were bad days with that. But I think the root of it came to, number one, always going back to God's word and what he had to say about Mm, me. Because the enemy wants to scream things at us or even whisper them. It doesn't matter. He just tries to plant it in our heads and accuse us. Um, And at the same time, if you go to God's word, you know, we know that God's never going to accuse us. Um, And so reminding myself who I was through his word was a huge part of it. Having friends that would affirm me as well, or mentors, people who were taking me through this process that I could go to who would speak life into me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we can't we can't do those things alone. You can't. It you know, just like raising up a kid takes an army, raising us up in Christ takes an army. It's it, yeah. you, it takes a village. You just you don't do it by yourself. Um, so having those support systems was huge. Yeah. Um, and then eventually learning to use his word as well as my weapon. That's right. Yeah. And combating what the enemy would say with a verse or scripture or truth in his word that was going to say otherwise. Yeah. Because that is what the truth was. And even if I had to say it over and over and over again until I stopped hearing what he yeah. wanted to say, yeah. that was the way I would combat it most often. I would guess, too, for you, worship would be a big one. Hugely. <laughs> um, you know, worship is um, certainly my gift to God. It yeah. is my, you know, a, a sacrifice of praise. Mm-hmm. And so singing has always been one of the places I feel I most connect with God. Yeah. And uh, and so, yes, praise was a huge part of it. I find sometimes when I'm at a loss for words and I don't know what to pray about or talk to God about, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I can come to Him in worship. Yeah. And those can be my words for me because God knows my heart and yeah. He knows what I'm trying to to get to but I think for me personally when I'm walking through the chaos of my brain Mm -hmm. of of all the different voices in my head I have to stop and think of who am I listening to yeah because like you said Jesus is never going to accuse us he's never going to shame us yeah those that is the devil he Mm -hmm. is his lying is his native tongue absolutely that he can't say a truth no and he doesn't stop and Mm so I think just what you said is so good about being obedient to the word and mm-hmm. having support and then speaking scripture over your life. I've had friends do that for me and it is so powerful. It mm-hmm. really is. Really is. So Amy, what would you say to someone who maybe they didn't walk through exactly what you walked through mm-hmm. with your story, but they are stuck on their yesterdays. They are mm. stuck in their past of they just feel so much shame and guilt. Like, what? How would you encourage them to fight? Mm. Um, gosh, that is a great question. But I think several things. Um, first, being consistent in a quiet time with God, because you've got to start hearing from God and not just listening to your own thoughts. Yeah. That's a huge part of it. Um, because our own thoughts, you know, that is usually where the enemy gets us the most. Yeah. So getting into that quiet time, spending time in prayer, 
um, getting plugged in to somewhere that can feed into you. A good church um, is is great. A, a body of believers one way or the other, whether it's a traditional church or, or whatever. Um, but having a support system that can begin to help you through that as well. Yeah. Um, and then there's so many ministries out there that are aimed at restoring people. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, uh, the one I went through is called Forgiven and Set Free. I'm actually set to teach that as well this fall um, through the Beltway Pregnancy Center. Oh, good. Um, and it's a great ministry. So something like that for, for ladies who've been through abortion. But the Freedom Ministries um, yeah. here um, at the church and a lot of churches have those so going to some of those freedom classes like CR too celebrate recovery celebrate recovery exactly yes um, that helps teach you how to overcome things from our past yeah. that are really weighing us down because they are they become strongholds in our lives if if we aren't fighting against that and yeah. we can break free God wants us to break free he yeah. does not want us to walk around with that shame hanging on us and carrying that weight um Mm -hmm. and man it's an amazing feeling when that weight is off of you when you carry it for a long time it's an amazing feeling so those would be my biggest things is is get a good support system spend your time with god in prayer in worship and in the word and then get into a class or uh you know something along that line that can help you with the steps to it that's so good i once heard that our relationship with god is kind of like you're in the ocean and you know if you are not trying to stay in the same spot like if you're not trying to go further you're Mm -hmm. gonna drift Mm -hmm. and so I can just imagine with that type of recovery where if you're not seeking God and his truth and his words and your his thoughts in your life every day yeah it's just gonna spiral you're just gonna drift yeah so you have to like you said be in his word and you have to seek his thoughts because they're greater than ours they are they are so much better. So I know I mentioned before the um, Isaiah 55, 8 to 11, there's a part beyond the, the um, my thoughts not, you know, his thoughts not being our thoughts and, and his ways not being ours. But the rest of it goes with, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I think those are some of my favorite verses just because it continually reminds me that God's purposes for our lives, too, will be accomplished. Mm -hmm. One way or the other, what he's spoken over us, because God spoke things over us before we even came to be. Mm -hmm. And he is going to accomplish those. It's our choice whether we choose to... Um, co- cooperate with him or if we're going to fight him every step of the way um, yeah. but you know I love that reminder because I do know that even though I've misstepped along the way God's going to get me back where I need to be because his word is truth and his word what he has spoken over my life will be accomplished and um, and so you know I would hope that anyone listening out there who's wondering that too knows that God's got a purpose for your life mm-hmm. and and when you seek him in it and you trust him in what he tells you to do it's going to be accomplished because he's he never fails with any of that yeah what a great hope that is yeah yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that yeah my pleasure well it's such so cool to see how God has just redeemed and restored through your life and through your story and how you have the opportunity to walk in your purpose that you get to just minister to those people 
who are going through something that you can relate with so mm. strongly. Yeah. Um, it's just so beautiful. Well, yeah. thank you. What a gift. Thank you. So we do save our hardest questions for last. <laughs> it is called Let's Be Real. Okay. So All right. We need to get really real right now. Oh, yeah, boy. If you didn't okay. think that was real for us. <laughs> Sand or snow? Uh. <laughs> Ooh, that is a rough one, I'm going to tell you. Um... I think because I'm here in a place that is so hot right now, <laughs> I'm going to choose snow. Because <laughs> I do actually miss the snow of the Northeast. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say snow, too. Sorry. I mean, I like I sand. Know. I know you do. <laughs> I know. You're a beach um, baby. I am. Okay, would you rather watch a TV series or movie? I think... Gosh, it depends on what one it is. Yeah. Um, I kind of like TV series because you get to look forward to something coming back every week and a movie is one and done. Yeah. But there are some movies that are pretty darn powerful out there. So, they're, but, they're pretty worth it. Yeah. I like TV series right now for this stage of life with Littles where my husband and I can watch one short thing mm-hmm. and spend some time together and then move on to yeah. whatever else we have to do for the rest of the day. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of with Amy. I feel like TV shows are great, but there are some movies that I just want to sit down and watch. Yeah. You know, and just yeah, not worry about it. And some TV shows, I just can't be invested emotionally into this every single <laughs> thing. Like, it's too much. Life is too hard. I don't need to oh, watch yeah. it. I don't want that. I, can't, I kind of want, sometimes with movies, it's hard, but then there's an end. Yeah. It's solved. Whatever yeah. whatever's happening is there's a res- resolution to it, and I can put it away. I don't have to like have this <laughs> angst about what's gonna happen, what's what's next. I just sometimes can't deal with that. <laughs> I totally get that. My husband always talks me into not watching the new series until all the episodes are out. So, oh, we can watch so you next. can just oh. binge watch it. <laughs> yeah, we might not binge watch all of it, but at least we can watch like two episodes yeah. instead of waiting. So if we had, so we yeah. didn't have to yeah. wait. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. Oh. It's always a struggle for me. I'm like, but I want to watch it. Like, I know you do. Oh, gloves or mittens? Mm. I mean, personally, I haven't had a use for either of them. Right. Except for gardening, and I think mittens would be hard to garden. <laughs> I garden the mittens. No, for sure not. So I think I'd have to stick with gloves. Yeah. But mittens sound nice in the cold to be able to keep your hands more free. Yeah. You get to move them around and wiggle your fingers a little bit more. Mm. See, I like the ones that you don't have to choose because they're gloves down to here and then have a little mitten part that yeah. pulls over. I actually own those. Yeah, you're a true winter And I person. use yeah. them I'm in the very cold weather when I'm walking the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like someone who's lived in cold weather. Yes, you know I did. <laughs> what about you, Jody? Um, it depends. If I'm just walking around, then I like a mitten. But if yeah. I'm driving or doing anything, then I need to have a glove on. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, well, I think we solved them all today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Amy. Oh, thank you for having Thanks for me. Coming it's been on. a pleasure chatting with yeah. you both. <laughs> so, wasn't that amazing? That was so good. I really loved talking to Amy, and she was so brave in sharing her story. She was so vulnerable. Yeah. That was so good. I, I just really love, like, if you've ever met Amy Hudak in person, I think it would come across today just that she is so confident like she is so sweet and genuine Mm -hmm. and to know that she is someone who at one point in her life struggled with shame and guilt and you know she said that at one point she was trying to hide herself like 
you would never guess that about her now. Just the transformation that God has made in her life and in Mm -hmm. her heart that she can be a light for women that are going through those same struggles Mm -hmm. is just incredible. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. I... There are so many things that I liked about our conversation today with her and the things that she shared. I really like that thing that she said, you are loved, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll, we will put that in the show notes so you guys can have that too. I mean, you may make that part of your morning quiet yeah. time. But how you could just see God work through someone's life that is available to him and mm-hmm. says, here's all of my brokenness and all my little pieces and let him make something beautiful out of it. Yeah. And just being obedient to the next thing that's open up to you, I think is beautiful. It's and so I good. think that's just that simplicity of being obedient and allowing him to work in you and through you is how we find what we're supposed to do next. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful example of discovering your purpose. It is beautiful. Um, And if you are interested in learning more about Embrace Grace, we'll share some resources about it in our show notes. But today, if you liked that episode, you can share it with a friend. Review us and rate us. Or we would love for you to come join us on a Sunday morning here in Pearland, Texas at 9 and 1045 or anytime online. Thanks you guys so much for joining us today and we hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time.